0: For me growing up, a telephone was used for simply talking on the telephone. But as time progressed, so has the evolution of the telephone. Pretty much everything you do on your computer can basically be done on your phone now. All industries use a phone one way or another to conduct business. But did you ever think that your phone can actually be your business? Well, one very smart business savvy young lady who goes by the name of Nita Nashville has done just that. Nita is a photographer who takes her pictures completely off her cell phone, and in just a short time, she's gained quite a success taking photos from models, musicians, and social media influencers. And all of this success, she's only had her business for a little over a year. This episode may have you looking at your cell phone in a completely different way. So take a listen as I talk business with Nita Nashville. Hello everybody, I'm Kevin Mumphrey once again, and this is the second episode of Talking Business. Today, we're gonna talk about the business of photography. And today, I have a local photographer from the Nashville area. She goes by the name of Nita Nashville. How are you doing, Nita?
1: Good, good, how are you?
0: I am great. So, what made you get into photography?
1: Well, I originally started um, going to school for music business and got my minor in marketing. I actually did not even, consider photography as something as my um, main thing. I've always done it on the side as a hobby, growing the interest of the marketing side of having high quality content for your Instagram. At the time the iPhone 8 Plus <laughs> was really good as just like any other camera that you would use for good photography game and receiving high quality photos. And I took the interest of doing photos with my iPhone eight plus at the time. And taking some pretty cool photos for just for my Instagram, but obviously saw an opportunity during the pandemic <laughs> and made literally a living off of just shooting photos on my iPhone.
0: So, like, what, like, what, outside of the pandemic, what made you go, "I'm let's try to make this a business"?
1: I originally wanted to work at WME or CAA, the two biggest talent agencies here in Nashville. I went to school for music business. So, you know, I kind of just wanted to work in that field originally. But during the pandemic, since the music scene was on a halt or on pause, I just knew there was no way I was going to receive a job in that field. And so I kind of turned towards marketing. I did receive a job in that field for a short period of time. But I was motivated to eventually do my own thing, which is giving out high-quality photos at reasonable prices. I kind of gained confidence from that, taking a sales job for a hot minute. (laughs) And I just decided to do my own thing, you know, since my business attitude.
0: So how did you go about finding your, your first customers?
1: Um, so luckily since I'm always been around the entertainment scene and had a bunch of friends that are also involved in the music industry and stuff, I knew that most of my clientele would be people who are mostly interested in building their Instagram brand and their portfolio. Everyone needs high quality photos to be taken seriously in, in any industry. And so luckily I was able to come across people who just needed really good photos at a quick time during the pandemic. Most of them were musicians, and then it eventually grew to models and influencers and even doctors. They need profile headshots as well, you know. So that's pretty much how it started with musicians and then expanded on up.
0: So um, how much word of mouth would you say kind of benefited you as far as gaining more of a clientele?
1: Um. I in the beginning I was wishing for twelve clients a month, <laughs> and I had to do DoorDash on the side of Megan's meat. Um, but then, like as my marketing grew over time, I started to receive. Um, about Literally now at this point, I'm, I give I have like at least thirty plus clients, and you know throughout the month, and it works out perfectly for now. But as time has goes on, I gradually increase my prices and the money amount changes. So. It becomes easier, livable, and you know, my pricing is reasonable. But because I work with two to three clients a day, almost it it pays the bills, (laughs) (laughs) and it keeps growing from there. (laughs) So,
0: what was your like strategy as far as marketing yourself?
1: So, um, I had to make sure that I was standing out from other people who were also photographers because there's a lot of photographers in Nashville. And it's a competitive field, and a lot of people always ask me the same question: How are you getting so many clients? And honestly, I think it's just doing things differently than most photographers. Because if I followed the same path as they did, I would probably end up like they like they did. You know, when it comes to struggling to get clients. Um, but luckily, I did progress the skill set in editing, and it made me more versatile. And I can do all different types of edits, and at reasonable prices, and give them their photos in one to three days you know so i think that's what really helped push the game for me in this field in marketing
0: so you say you give your, your photos back like one to three days um yes. like how did how does kind of that time time frame does it kind of help like gaining more customers
1: it makes me quick i'm sure a lot of photographers are able to do the same thing um but because i guess i edit everything on my phone or on my ipad really quickly um it, it gives me the opportunity to have a lot of clients throughout the day. I can work with two to three, and then the next day, two to three, and then the next day, two, one. I try to give myself a little break in between, <laughs> depending on how many photos my clients want because at the end of the day, I always let them choose how many they need.
0: Now, like you said, you need to get yourself a break in. It's important work-life balance. So how do you like schedule out your clients?
1: Yeah. So normally I try to um, always make sure that my calendar is never actually uh, controlled by my clientele. Not because I don't want them to choose the days, but it just helps me out for in case if I ever need a break, you know. And so at the same time, I don't want any of my clients to look at a calendar I would have had seen uh, visibly to everybody in the public. I wouldn't want my clients to look at that and be like, oh, she's booked out till December or something like that And they won't be interested in working with me Well, since I'm really quick as a photographer I have the flexibility to always worm around and work with many other clients and sometimes schedules change And so I have the benefit of having more control over uh, in case if someone needs to shoot at the last minute I can be like, oh, I have this day open now, you know, so it's always cool to be able to um work with having two or three clients a day. That's the goal for me all the time. And then my rainy days are technically my off days. And sometimes my clients might reschedule or something might come up. I don't do a cancellation fee or anything because stuff happens, you know? I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not angry because honestly, if I had a two, three clients in one of those days and one of them canceled, that's kind of a break for me or I get time to do my laundry or something like that. <laughs> so uh, that's how my schedule works and it works out for me when there's a reschedule or a cancellation you know so it works out
0: now um how do you go about like with far as like you do influencers musicians like so what is kind of the difference in maybe how you would shoot it depending on who you shoot
1: it all depends on what the vibe that they're wanting to go for if i'm still shooting a musician and they just want some Um, profile headshots you know so the editing is going to be more simple Um, but still a bit of a cinematic approach in a way and sometimes some artists and musicians want to go for a vibe that's more chill or moody or darker tones you know they they pretty much tell me what they kinda want to go for and I just pretty much help with that vibe you know so that's it's just communication when they tell me what they want and or they have an idea, or they have a picture in mind that's similar to the other. It helps me out to understand what they want to go for.
0: Now, uh, like I said, photography is a very competitive business, especially here, since so many people are moving in Nashville. Yes. Uh, But you do your photography in your own unique way. So do you see maybe other people copying your business structure?
1: If anything, I think it'd be great if maybe they did cuz at the end of the day like I get this a lot aren't you afraid like someone's going to like copy your business or something like that. Um not really because everyone owns an iPhone. <laughs> you know and I just use it and I'm one that's gunning for it and making a living off of it like I'm ever so pleased and proud of it you know but like I said it goes back to the whole marketing strategy you know not everyone is gonna be you you know and so so, since I made my brand and my business put together most people who know me will just want to work with me because they like me personally and you know, some people are just interested in literally my high quality photos at reasonable prices in the business in general. So, um, no one can really take that away per se. No different from being a guitarist. Anyone can play the guitar, <laughs> but we'll never forget the greats. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I see that, you know, so that whole pricing strategy, if you want to get more, uh, uh, some of the clients that come up to me all the time and I have to like tell them, another day or another time. (laughs) I mean, you'll benefit me helping me out. So
0: (laughs) that's that's something you hear very often. Like most people almost want to be like a monopoly. They don't necessarily want others copying your blueprint. Now, how did you go about, because pricing is a a important point for you and it makes you stand out. How do you kind of structure your prices?
1: Yeah. So i my method is pretty much like the Netflix approach. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but like, I don't know if you remember, but Netflix used to charge $5 in the mail for watching a movie or getting the DVD and stuff. Now it's like $20 coming out of my account automatically, but I don't bad an eye. I'm loyal to Netflix. Everyone has Netflix, <laughs> but it grew well. over time. Yeah, it grew over time. And so that's pretty much how I want my business method to be. Like, yeah, it's really cheap and reasonably priced, you know, but it will gradually grow over time, if you know what I mean. So, and I hopefully hope that my loyal fan base or my um, client base will want to, you know, keep continuing to work with me because they know me, you know. And um, But I still like my approach being reasonably priced in general, so... I don't see myself going too, too high, but I see myself, you know, growing as my clientele is growing here in Nashville. I just want to basically spread my name and grow more opportunities and help others, you know, get high quality photos at reasonable prices. (laughs) It's much needed in the entertainment scene. It's always going to be a need.
0: Now, uh, obviously, Nashville is a growing entertainment scene and pretty much your work is in Nashville. Would you look to do it, um, let's say, outside of Nashville, like uh, Atlanta uh, California.
1: Definitely. I feel like the more and more I um grow my clientele here, um and my word get and word gets out about me shooting on the iPhone in general, um I feel like my pricing will help out anyone who needs my who is interested in my work um obviously at reasonable prices you know and so I definitely had some clients that came from Nashville uh, that came from LA and New York just to work with me <laughs> and that was such a great experience so they're coming to you now yeah some do it's awesome it was a great experience just to th- them telling me that
0: <laughs> so you've had a, I quite amount of growth in just really a year
1: yeah exactly Yeah.
0: So, I mean, has it been a bit overwhelming for you at all?
1: Yeah, well, because I'm an introvert. (laughs) I mean, getting people hitting me up like it. Literally, I started saying I just want 12 clients a month at least like, come on. Now it's like 12 clients messaging me at once trying to schedule a date. And it's like, Overwhelming a little bit. So when people say, "Aren't you afraid people are gonna steal your ideas?" I'm like, "No. If they want to do the same thing that I'm doing, that just helps me out." (laughs) Like, what? There's only one Walmart in the whole in the whole country. Like,
0: (laughs) that's probably seven WalMarts in my area alone.
1: Exactly. Thank God.
0: (laughs) So, so like, when you mentioned that you was an introvert, but you have to Mm -hmm. go out and sell yourself or sell what you do in your service. So like, well, how do you go through? How do you navigate doing that?
1: Well, um, I like that I am an introvert and I like that I have to express myself as an extrovert. Uh, it's like the best of both worlds, because you kind of have to be extrovert in order for people to understand you and get used to you and even like you. But being an introvert, you're really good at observing and listening to what people are wanting. That's why I'm so quick with my photography. I literally last less than an hour with my clients most of the time. And when I'm listening to what they're wanting, it's quicker for me to, okay, we can, we're can we able to nail this in like 20 minutes. You know, so, um, but be, being around people... Um, At the end of the day, I'm networking and I'm spreading my name in Nashville, so it's always a benefit. So I always make sure I normally last at least an hour or an hour and a half or less or something like that with each client, because that also gives me a a chance to breathe and not have to work with someone four hours straight or two hours straight. (laughs) And I like that I'm honest with my clients, too, because they know me. They know I'm also that way. And most of my clients are like that, too, which is a benefit because they're like, oh, I don't have to do a two hour shoot. Thank God. You know, so they come back and hit me up the next month or something for a next shoot. So that's the benefit with my message to my business.
0: (laughs) So it's quick, efficient. And they get their photos by the time they probably go before they go to bed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, do you uh, like with photographers? Obviously, a lot of photographers they spend like a whole bunch of money on their equipment, their lighting, their cameras, their lenses, and they may see you promote yourself and you building a business with just an iPhone. Have you seen yep. any kind of pushback from that?
1: Pushback, as in people saying something or like other
0: photographers like- or people in general?
1: yeah definitely all the time but it's also like I'm exposing myself using my iPhone particularly so also for two reasons one reason to enlighten other photographers that they sometimes don't need all that fancy gear and number two there's people who actually went to school for photography I didn't and there's people who actually have a passion for photography and I didn't really have that in the beginning but I grew to love it and I hope that people who are into photography, realize that you don't need an expensive camera. You know, you can just use your iPhone if you really love photography so much, you know? And obviously I expose my content all the time on social media so they can see all the different things they can do with just using your iPhone. I do like 30 plus different types of editing, like neon style, vintage style, um, professional landscape style, car photo shoots. Like it's endless. And I hope to enlighten others that they don't need to spend 10K (laughs) on equipment.
0: (laughs) Now, do you think that if you had started this business, maybe not in that, maybe in your hometown, do you think you could have gained the success that you currently have gotten?
1: No, because, I mean, I'm not going to say no per se, but I think it's a lot easier to gain that, to, to, to gain more of something out of nashville because it's entertainment based and a lot of entertainers in general need content for their social media there are entertainers in my hometown but it's not as heavy traffic or of interest they can literally just ask their cousin or their friend to do their photo shoot for them they don't feel the need you know to need high quality content at reasonable prices every day every month or whatever um, but here in Nashville, I feel like everyone needs it and it's a common need. Uh, definitely a high traffic trend here. And it'll always will be like that, especially when, you know, people are realizing that they could be TikTok famous. <laughs> people realize that they can just be influencer famous. And all those TikTokers and influencers need high quality photos, you know, not all of them can afford $500 photo shoots every day, every month or whenever they want. And with me and my business, I'm able to give them that, especially their photos in one to three days.
0: So now you use um, social media as also a point of promotion for yourself. So how important is social media for your business?
1: Crucial because they're able to see my content all the time, every single day. And I pretty much broadcast that all the time on social media because everyone is pretty much on social media. They're inclined to see my work. And sometimes it influences them to want to work with me when they see the content and how fast I you know, turn them right in. I'm able to use the stories on my Facebook and my Instagram showing me working with a client that day and then them getting their photos that day. And you see the proof when I post the examples of their photos right after their photo shoot. So it gives my business exposure right on the dime. And that's why I love social media so much because it's so much easier for my clients or just random people to see what I do and what life is like for me as an iPhone photographer.
0: Now, would you say like most of your clientele comes from social media or word of mouth? It's both. So both works kind of. Now, when you um, like when you were starting, was it more word of mouth at the beginning?
1: I think when I was starting, it was definitely. Um, it was it was definitely visual. People see seen it mostly on social media, and they grew interested. And then once I started working with more and more people, then the word of mouth started spreading a lot quicker because. You know, once they see so much of my content, the people who haven't even worked with me yet, they'll still spread the word about me because they see so much of my content on social media. So and it's it's awesome. It's it's really great that a lot of people are um, who haven't even worked with me yet um, are still spreading my name, you know, in Nashville.
0: Now, you went to college for marketing, right?
1: Yeah, music business and marketing.
0: Business. So what would you? What did you take from what you gotten from college, and yeah. place put used in your business?
1: Yeah. So in music business, my classes m- mostly focused on you know the the need for exposure, and marketing focused more on the need for standing out. Um, because there's a lot of businesses and there's a lot of stores, there's a lot of sports brands, there's a lot of photography photographers and marketing sole focus is standing out from the crowd and I was able to remind myself that I have to make my message clear yeah I might be an iPhone photographer there are also a bunch of iPhone photographers out there too but being able to make my message stand out saying I give out high quality photos at reasonable prices and you get your photos in one to three days that made me stick out more and also using an iphone so i definitely have no problem of making sure people know oh i'm an iphone photographer you know because then it makes them more interested they're like you did all that with an iphone because you can name anyone with a camera on all well, 10 of your fingers who have a camera but people who shoot on their iphone you can probably name like one or two <laughs> so thank god for marketing class (laughs) but definitely the music scene and the music business in the entertainment industry it's so crucial to make sure that your brand is sticking out on social media or you can't be taken seriously as an artist if you're upcoming or independent you know so
0: now um so i'm guessing at this point there's no way you're going to android
1: People ask me, are you just promoting the iPhone or cellular devices in general? (laughs) And, I mean, at the time, the 8 Plus was, like, the thing when it came to really close camera work compared to... Because you always hear that the
0: Androids are, like, they have supposedly the better camera.
1: Well, now I feel like they have updated their camera game. And, um... I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate the Android per se. I just own an iPhone for the time being, you know. So I would definitely be interested in testing out that camera quality on the Android, though. But cell phones in general should definitely be used for photography nowadays as well.
0: Now, again, like, what you do, like, for what you do is fairly simple. It's far, Like, most people do take photos on their iPhone. But like you said, it's not like a lot of people are taking your blueprint and running with it. Why do, you, why do you think that?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's not a common thing, first of all. Like, to an extent. I see it on TikTok a lot about people using their iPhones, um, taking photos and stuff, which is awesome. It's a cool hobby to do as well. I mean, I started off as a hobby, too. Um, But some people don't actually do it for a living. (laughs) But then when they see me doing it for a living, maybe one day it will make people more interested in doing it for a living as well. Um, Especially if you're passionate in the photography game or just want to do not work a nine to five. I don't know. (laughs) So I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be able to just be an iPhone photographer and make a living out of it. Now, have you always
0: kind of had the entrepreneurial spirit to you?
1: I, um, it, yes. Technically, yes. It, it just grew over time. The confidence definitely grew over time um, with just some basic structure and understanding that foundation is so important, networking is so important. I've come to realize that the more I expose myself, the better my opportunities live on or more more chances I could get more opportunities
0: now for some certain people who could I mean there's certain people that are better at networking than others so how do you go about networking yourself
1: someone told me when it comes to networking most people think that you have to shake your hand and give you your name all the time but honestly sometimes networking is just showing up somewhere and just being there because sometimes when you just show up and you're just there someone's eventually going to keep you know, someone's going to watch you and they're going to be like, hey, I've seen you at this venue a couple times. What's your name? You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I definitely went to networking events, too, as well. And that was helpful, too. So, meeting a lot of people and just basically giving them a brief information about who I am, what I'm about, and then getting to know them as well, you know, because you never know who's going to be beneficial in your life. Um, but most of my networking was just basically going out and doing my job since I'm a photographer and I shoot at a lot of concerts I know I'm going to run into a lot of people who might be interested in my business or curious and even when they see me and I don't even say anything they see me but then they might see me again because I do a lot of concert shoots as well and they're gonna eventually might say something oh hey I saw you at this show and da 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 you know so I always tell myself speaking is important but being there is very important as well
0: (laughs) Now, um, I heard you mention about people just coming up to you just for curiosity. Is that almost like a selling point for you? Like it almost kind of helps you gain business?
1: It does because I stand out. That's the key with marketing, standing out. You don't want to be just like everybody else. The more you're just like everybody else, you have more of a chance of just turning out like everybody else. (laughs) You know, and everyone's brand and everyone's, you know, message in their purpose is different, you know, I have photographer friends that are way more expensive than I am, but their purpose is a little different from mine, you know, my whole purpose is spreading my name in Nashville, I did not go to school for photography, I went to school for music business and marketing, so I always wanted to spread my name in Nashville, you know, because you never know, maybe one day a celebrity might come into town and heard my name through word of mouth, I just happen to know this iPhone photographer, you know, I'm spreading my name in They might catch awareness and be like, hey, let's work together. And if we did, that would work out for me because it'll spread my business even more. So that's the trick for me is just making sure my name is being spread out, you know, and you never know who you might end up working with. I was able to get a gig at the Ryman Auditorium shooting on my iPhone. That's it. And I got paid for it. So (laughs) like opportunities like that. (laughs) So
0: talk, kind of elaborate more on on your Ryman experience. So how did that even come about?
1: Literally, I went to a show at Tin Roof doing a shoot for a guy who plays the piano, and his, his set got cut really early. And there was a bunch of kids that kind of ran up on stage right after him and come to find out it was the School of Rock. They were performing at the Tin Roof. And I loved them so much. I kept going back to their shows. Word got out about who I was and what I was about. I even took a couple free photos for the kids and stuff. And the parents spread my name. They spread my name, and then the owner of School of Rock got word of me and said, "Hey, I just want to chat and you know talk about uh, interest of you shooting at the Ryman Auditorium for the kids at you know the Ryman Auditorium for the School of Rock." And I was just like, "Yes." <laughs> so just like I'm saying, just being there, you know. Like, did I go up to the parents and tell them who I was? No, not really. <laughs> They came up to me when they started wondering why I was taking photos on my phone. <laughs> but once they saw the work and I just handed out their, the photos for free, they were so honored. They were like, oh, you take great photos of my kids. We got to tell you, talk to you and tell the boss, the, the owner of School of Rock and let them know about your services and da, 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 da. So since the kids, you know, got used to seeing my face all the time, the owner thought I'd be a great candidate for taking photos of them at the school, at, at the Ryman Auditorium. So... That's how I was able to get that opportunity, just being there.
0: From NTSU to the Ryman.
1: <laughs> yes, it's it's so cool because so many camera photographers would love to shoot at the Ryman Auditorium, you know? And I was able to get my little uh, first, first parking spot right up at the Ryman, walk right in.
0: Oh, you felt real official. I did. <laughs> so were there any other photographers there with you?
1: There was no, there was just one other photographer who was working for the Tennessean um, just, you know, spreading the word about School of Rock performing at the Ryman, you know. So but that was it. It was just me. And I was hustling my butt for three hours straight during the whole performance. But it was such a great opportunity and definitely something I'm going to put on my resume.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, you better. Now, have you thought of like, because I mean, it's your phone is like work equipment. So you thought about like getting... And some people kind of have a business phone and a work phone. So, if you thought of like getting an extra phone for for your business, for, for when they um, just used to shooting,
1: um, I don't have an extra phone. I just use mine, and uh, I do have an iPad, um, which doesn't have a number to it though. But it's just I have two accessible like things to like transfer work over, or you know, because the iPad now has a lot of terabyte space at this point and gigabyte space and if anything i just transfer work over there or something like that but um no i don't feel the need to get a business or your two different phones i feel like maybe if needed and i you know generate more money i might but for now it's not really necessary
0: now you know cameras also have video with it so are you looking to kind of upgrade to doing Let's say video work at all with an I- iPhone?
1: I definitely do video work as well. Yeah, I was definitely pushed in March <laughs> to start doing some video work. I do a lot of BTS shoots, behind the scenes shoots for music video people, because there's a lot of people who have music video production, video production stuff, and they themselves want a couple video content behind the scenes at reasonable prices. Sometimes they don't want to spend literally 7 k or 6000 or 1000 just for behind-the-scenes shoots. So that's where I come in handy. I just show up and take some behind-the-scenes shoots for them and stuff, and we're all set. And with video content, I charge differently for my photo content, but it's still at reasonable prices. Um, but yeah, so it definitely works out doing video as well.
0: So were you ever planning on doing it or the video aspect just kind of like a situation just kind of fell in your lap?
1: The situation fell into my lap. I figured since, you know, I might as well take the opportunity to start getting better and learning more about how to be better at video. Um, Because it's still the eye game. If you have a good eye, use it, you know. So that's how I took the approach of just doing video as well. And like I said, just giving people that opportunity. When I do concert shoots, I only charge 80 um, because concert is such a high clientele. I get that all the time. And so I literally give them at least 20 to 30 photos, and then they get a one-minute video clip in 4K of them. So it's like a valuable gift for them, you know? So they're just like, I can use this for my social media. <laughs> and it's in 4K.
0: <laughs> so you, so go, you basically get paid to go to concerts.
1: Yeah, do photos and video.
0: Now, do you have, like... Are you able to have time to, like, enjoy the concert while you're working or do you kind of mentally put yourself... hundred
1: percent, yes, because it only takes me, like, 25 to 30 minutes, if most, um, to shoot the show. Some shows are, like, 45 minutes or an hour. So I definitely have time to just sit there and listen or I'm just editing while they're still playing. So because I definitely also have clients that perform on Broadway and they do long sets like four hours and my butt is just there for 25 minutes and i dip or i'm there for 25 minutes and i edit and i show them their work and their work is done right there on the spot so it's definitely yeah i definitely am able to enjoy the show as well
0: now have you now have you shot anything in broadway
1: oh yeah all the time (laughs) Yeah. What other
0: notable places have you done shoots at?
1: Well, far as the bigger ones, the Ryman was the biggest for me. I definitely did, uh, I was supposed to actually do a shoot at the Music City Center as well for an event, but then COVID, uh, the Delta virus thing became more of an issue, and so they actually had to postpone the show. Um, but um, other than that, I do a lot of shoots at hotels there's a lot of events that happen at private areas and hotels, you know, so I shot at the AC, the new, um, I think it's called the AC Hotel that just opened in Asheville, um, and I shoot at the Virgin Motel all the time, um, Broadway, I shoot at the famous bars down there, Nudie's, um, Johnny Cash, I'm shooting at Kids Kid Rocks, uh, this Saturday coming up, so, it's an endless amount Bowie's, it's, it's awesome though at the same time. It's like cool to get paid to just go to shows at the same time.
0: <laughs> now, as we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you you kind of carved a path for yourself rather by accident or chosen. Now usually when people kinda of get into business they have you no know, mentors or books they can read. But again, like I said, you've carried you kind of you built your own blueprint. Is that kind of a is it scary to go kind of go at a venture alone, or is it something that's kind of excites you?
1: It's not scary. It does excite me because I don't know what's to come. But I do know the method. If you expose yourself out there, no different from anybody else, more opportunities can come to you, you know? So that's kind of how I take that approach and been traveling with that mindset ever since. Um, but always making sure that I am valuable to people and i'm and i'm always you know putting myself out there cuz that's how i was able to get those really great opportunities